0: all right hey y'all <laughs> welcome Hello. welcome from the great before or you seminar um i'm just chilling here an uh, unborn soul um fresh to the world i have no idea what's happening in the world nobody told me what's happening in the world um yeah I just, I'm just woke
1: gonna one the election yeah i, I mean just, i've been asleep <laughs> <laughs> what's going you've on in, you've been in Ooh. a coma uh yeah you know it's like it's like, you know, when you take a snap in the middle of the day and just wake up, you don't know what time it is. I did that on November 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um yeah, I'm I'm glad
0: that we could all make it here to our respective uh areas beyond uh beyond life and before life um in our in our warm and safe bubble that is <laughs> far far away from any sort of I don't know Let's just throw uh, the word, I don't know, random word, insurrection out there. I don't know, you know, just... Insurrection, uh, coup you know, I don't know. just, acts just
2: Coup, mm-hmm. acts of terrorism, yeah you just know, all
0: these... Yeah, you know, just thinking of words off the top of my head, um, I don't know, those seem like maybe concepts that, you know, I have no idea what those mean um and well, so because you're a brand new soul so... exactly exactly <laughs> uh 22 was right uh at least in that sense <laughs> i mean yeah. um yeah the rest of this yeah, movie... i hope you keep
1: i'm gonna bring that back, I
0: that <laughs> bring that back. Saying, no i, mean, I got I one think. thing uh one <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: i'm just gonna i'm gonna remind
3: you of it.
0: you said that already. Right? Oh god, Um, yeah. So today we are talking about soul. Um, This one is uh, it's it's complicated, but we're gonna get into it. (laughs) Um, Thank you, uh, Lance, for bringing this one to us. Um, You may know Lance from being uh, with Mm -hmm. us for uh, let's see, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Uh,
4: High Noon,
0: High Noon, noon. Mm -hmm. yes, Celeste and Jesse Forever. Uh, Is there any more, Lance? Hustlers. Hustlers. Oh, yes. Hustlers, of course. Um, just, yeah, I want to wrap you up in my fur coat that uh, yes. we have now decided was made from Rum Tum Tugger's skin. And it, and it's it's, no, it's, it's Rum Tum Tugger's we, fur. When
1: you said we, I don't <laughs> know who you mean by we.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, like the people that of, of us that had to suffer through cats, uh, we've decided that the fur coat that JLo was wearing in Hustlers was made from Run Tum Tugger's hide. So that's... Well, that's... <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that because
1: I know she did it herself. She, that, she took one of her heels and just... <laughs> Which, I, uh, yeah. I, like, I think
2: you have to be good with that because it makes Hustlers even better to know that Rum Tum
1: Tugger is dead. Um, by like, J-Lo was like, I'm going to scam these men and these cats. Like, <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, Soul. Um, so this movie was released um was it at the end of 2020 or at the beginning of 2021 i don't know what time is anymore i
1: think, I think christmas oh right right christmas 2020
0: yeah um and christmas, yeah this is released christmas. on disney plus um it's a movie about a man who like kind of dies i suppose and then <laughs> his journey back to uh back to life in a series and that's translated and you know pontificated in a number of ways of what the meaning of life is throughout this movie so um yeah i mean i feel like you know with that like going point to point that that's really the movie so um yeah we start with joe gardner who has just been um you know he starts out where he's teaching in class he um Honestly, doesn't really seem like a good teacher throughout this movie. <laughs> I mean, like, in there's, real only, there's only one. Sorry.
4: Uh,
1: like there's only you... one student who's like, can... the students like ashamed of it too. It's like,
0: oh. well, it's not even like you know the, the fact that like the students are like not you know great musicians or whatever. Like he just genuinely doesn't seem to care about his job or these students like outside of the one who like, oh, like, well, I see that you have this like talent. And then, you know, later in the movie, he's kind of like wishy-washy in terms of actually nurturing that. So um, yeah. I, I think that there's some there's some interesting things about the characterization of, of Joe, um, but
4: yeah, yeah, one I, thing. I think that was my favorite part of the movie. Honestly, was the beginning of listening. You know, as the credit sequence is happening, or you know, the you know logos are coming on, is hearing all of that terrible middle school band music. Right. <laughs> played. And I was like, oh, okay, this is setting us in a world, and I like this world so far. <laughs> That's probably my favorite moment of the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I I really did like yeah the opening of it and um, you know kind of knowing what I. Had her already heard about the movie, um, even still, I was like kind of surprised when the whole thing like he dies in, like, well, dies quote unquote, in what is the cold open of the movie, like before the opening, title, like, credits, <laughs> yeah, rule, the like,
1: title comes up. Yeah, he
0: is like a blue blob, like <laughs> Disney,
1: <laughs> Disney just often, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Killers, <laughs> they...
0: <laughs> um and yeah there's been a lot of talk about you know because it's it's a recurring theme in animated uh you know movies particularly like you know if they're big budget if they're like mainstream animated movies uh and there's black characters a black main character then a lot of times that character is not a black person throughout most of the movie, it's like, sidelined
4: I'll, in some way. Yeah.
0: No, it's like you know, like in the you Princess and the Man Frog, Town.
1: it's a Disney thing, yeah, yeah. Man I was just Man thinking, Town. like, oh, yeah, I was like, because
0: yeah, Tiana, uh, is like the same way in the Princess and the Frog, um, yeah. where she's a frog for most of the movie, um, Joe is a blue blob from or a cat for most of this movie with a white woman driving
2: his body. Um which (laughs) wanna give it back. (laughs) Well like she is a white woman and she's not because she's like a a soul who has not gone to Earth yet. So like hasn't inhabited a body. But there is a line where he says like, Why do you sound like a middle-aged white lady? Yeah. (laughs) Like there's this like kind of half-assed explanation of it, like, oh I I can sound like anything, but I do this because it annoys people.
0: yeah um that was interesting and, and and that's the other thing of like yeah sure if the, this character is not a white woman um because they're like this disembodied soul so that in my mind just means that like yeah then that means anyone could have voiced this anyone character <laughs> anyone, anyone that's not anyone. Tina Fey could have voiced was, this character
1: <laughs> i was watching and i was like oh easter would have been perfect for this why does anyone ask her? Did anyone ask Isurae if she was free? Oh my days? god, Israel
0: would have, been, that would have amazing. been amazing. Yeah. That honestly oh. would have alleviated like a good like sixty percent of the issues that I have with this the movie. Major problem
2: yeah. <laughs> the, Lance, the things that are most
4: problematic about it. <laughs> yeah. Lance, you brought us this movie, right? Had you seen it? Before? I did. Did you had oh, yeah. you seen it? Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay.
1: All right. So I have <laughs> so I like and I'll ask you guys if you did. I like this movie i liked this movie didn't want to but i did <laughs> and then but like i also was very angered by this movie exactly like, deeply deeply angered by this movie because one i was like, like oh so you can make a good movie with the main like like it just i was like the. i liked a lot of the story stuff i love the visuals i thought they did visually a beautiful job with it and like i kind of got the experimental um, parts of it, too, I really liked, and I was like, wow, Pixar can, Pixar kind of, it felt like Pixar was moving to the future with a lot of it, but um, I, yeah, no, the, that's, the, I get that, and, and
0: I feel that, um, in a way, the movie, like, that's, that's a part of, like, the moral of the movie itself is, like, mm-hmm you know, you don't always get everything that you want. And when you do get it, then it's not what you're expecting it to be. Um, and I think that, I found, I found it kind of interesting that they would choose this story centered around like this black musician um, to be the more, where the moral of the story kind of is, um... <laughs> it kind of feels like, oh, you should just be grateful to be alive. Like, it feels like like, 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 that's, and it's like, yes, 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 that's, that's true, yes, like, like, life is a wonderful and complicated, you know, gift. And I feel like it, there's a little bit of, like, Toxic positivity in like the way that it ends, where it's like, yeah, just be yeah. happy with being alive. And it's like, no, they're like, like life is the good and the bad. And I don't feel like this movie really, like, like by the end of this movie, I feel like it's you're supposed to be like, well, it's fine because at least I'm alive. And, <laughs>
2: well that was <laughs> sorry. Go sorry. Go, go, oh, no, just well, go. Oh, that was that was annoying too because the the happy ending was so just tacked on. <laughs> it, it it was it was such an afterthought of a happy ending for this Pixar movie that like it starts out like making an actual statement and then they kind of shift and give it this weird little like real half ass happy ending that I found to be annoying. I, I also enjoyed the movie, but I was I was like going back and forth between liking this movie and being like really annoyed by this movie. Yeah. Same.
0: So, no, same. And I think that they, (laughs) well, and it also, because they do go back and forth on those, on those things of, um, you know, the movie starts where uh, like, as far as we know, like when he falls out of that manhole, he dies. Like we later find out in the movie that he's just kind of like in a comatose state and his soul's been like separated from his body. And that just opens up all these other questions in terms of like, well, what is this movie saying about, you know, being, like, you know, in a coma versus actually being dead? Like, if he actually, like, also, like, him, like, being able to resist the pull of the great beyond is this, like, is, is a weird thing. And it, 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 it kind of sets these rules. The cat, like, somehow the cat has a soul. And then
4: when, is when he embodies
0: the, the, the body, when his soul inhabits the body of the cat, we see the cat going into the great beyond. But then when he leaves the body, the cat is like back to normal. So did the cat not actually move into the great beyond? Also were all of the, the little animal souls in the youth seminar, like all of these weird questions that like it like busts wide open, but then like never goes into any like meaningful answers for and, and I think was Can it, I jump
4: in here? Yes, yes. On the, my other favorite moment of this movie, <laughs> because I really I watched it last night and was angry. And so I forced myself <laughs> to rewatch it today to see if I was still so angry. And I was. <laughs> um, that, Mr. Mittens going into the great beyond is my favorite moment right it's where the cat is just like um. right so I looked up I was like how did they resolve this what like does the cat why does the cat come back it, they they had to kind of like extra texturally outside the film explain it which <laughs> the director was like yeah we wanted to have a sequence in it but it didn't quite fit and we thought it would be like a bummer after credits thing so the cat has nine lives
3: uh, uh oh, sure.
4: Uh,
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right. Oh, but there's wow. also uh, the
2: fact that you can enter the ethereal plane by like being an artist who's like really in the zone, and, and somehow like when you're in that space, you enter the ethereal plane somehow. And Graham Norton is able to travel back and forth between the ethereal plane and Earth like willy nilly somehow. Like, what are the rules? For that character, like, how is he able to like communicate with people or like understand when he's on Earth what's been happening on the ethereal plane? Like, there there are so many questions,
1: cool. doesn't he get back to the ethereal plane doing that? Like, he gets yeah, but... he, he's like playing the piano and then he's there. And then yeah. I was like, so is he still just playing the piano? Is he unconscious? Did he pass out? Yeah, did he die <laughs> while he was dead? at the piano? Because not only Trump
0: does he go to the, the, the Ethereal <laughs> plane, not only does he go to the Ethereal plane, he goes like back into 22's yeah. little box and then is like in the Youth Seminar area too. So it's like <laughs> it's all of these like questions that they that yeah don't really get answered. And I think that it's kind of like because this movie does toe this interesting line which um again I, I i enjoyed this part at least i enjoyed that it's at the very least a movie that actually honestly seems like it's more for adults than it is for children like it's an animated movie that feels like it's more for adults um it's, like i
1: think it actually should have been if this should have been an adult movie well i feel like if they if yeah they would have actually fully better. gone
0: with that then they could have yeah. again been more like they could have gone deeper into those questions as opposed to having like to break it up with like these like really kind of kidsy moments, which um, you know, I think that some of them like worked pretty well, but they just felt like they were a little out of place. Like when they first are in the hospital, like in 22 is in Joe's body and Joe is in the cat and then <laughs> they're like trying to like talk their way Ooh. through this whole thing. And then like the <laughs> doctors and the nurses come in and like I was like cracking up. Like I like I laughed. I, that part actually had me like really laughing hard. Uh, because it was just like such a well done thing and it was like that's the thing about like Pixar is um, you know they, like they very they're very intentional and they are very um, like adept at uh, manipulating like emotions through their movies. Like they're really good at that. <laughs> like the, yeah, that's, that's something you can't deny about any Pixar movie is that like it will pull on those strings like really well
2: <laughs> I, I did cry watching this and I did say out loud fuck you movie you're making me cry because it was so like blatantly manipulative when it was doing it yeah
3: yes, it's a
4: tear jerker right they're called tear jerkers for a reason they like yes. actively aggressively jerk the tears out of you right
1: I felt like so... they didn't I feel like they didn't give me enough, though, to really, like, I feel like there's, in each Pixar movie I usually see, there's a point where, like, I am, I realize that I've been tricked. Into <laughs> <doing> <laughs> else. And, like, this, for this movie, the trick was that, like, oh, jazz wasn't the, like, thing that he should be, like, passionate about as much. I'm just like, cool, I don't care. I don't I never care. Really cared. I never really cared about his jazz. Not gonna lie. Never really cared about it. <laughs> like, you're me of, like, like Coco. Like, w- when you're watching Coco, the whole time you're like, oh, I really care about this kid getting to play the guitar, but then you realize the whole thing is about him, what he really needs is his family. Right. And then I'm like, oh, super emotional. This, I was like...
0: Well, and I think cool. a part of what that is, is, like, the movie <laughs> sure. doesn't really... doesn't really give us, like, how, like, culturally important like, jazz is, like, Like within, like as this, like black musician, like we get these like moments where he says it, like we, like where he says, like you know, oh, this is like so great when my dad took me and you know I saw the I heard started hearing the fourths and the uh you know like the in betweens and all of these different moments within like uh, within jazz, um, within like the instrument instrumentation of uh of the show that he was at, and we don't really get like how like culturally important like jazz is to like american music like to like black history and it becomes this thing where like because like like you're saying Coco really like is about like the culture and the story yeah. and the yes. cu- like the individual story and the characterization are paired so well with the actual culture of uh of the story that it, like, you get all of these moments and you actually get that connection. This movie just, like, really felt like a really broad sense of, like, oh, yeah, like, life is what you're, like, like, life is what you're doing when you're living it, you know, like, some weird, like, live, laugh, love type of thing that, like, has, like, a black face, not, not black face, but, like, a black face on yeah, it. Like, and, and okay. so, and so it's, like, isn't yeah, this really broad, broad sort of thing that never really digs into like a, like this particular character's like connection to Blackness or like Black music or any of that other than these passing moments.
4: The history of jazz or the yeah. history of animation and jazz or the history of improvisation and animation and jazz. I mean, I, I, I have had this... lots of notes on this. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: had this thought
1: today. I had this thought today that like, I wonder if the writer of this movie saw La La Land and just got so annoyed with Ryan Gosling's character that they were just like, <laughs> "I want to like make a movie that's like anti that, like, like
3: never play that piano again, never
1: touch that keyboard again." And I was just like, "Cause I was like, yeah, that would make that would." If I, if I knew that was for fact why they did it, I would like this movie more. I'd be like, OK, I'm on board. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want Ryan Gosling off that piano. Let's go. Just
4: get him away. Uh, go away.
1: Right. Away. Just go away. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the only person you need to see this movie, really. That character, the only person.
4: <laughs>
2: I kind of want to jump back to him not being a very good teacher real quick, because I thought that's where it was going to go when when we discovered that like jazz wasn't his like meaning for living that like it's it's supposed to be about life and living life that i thought that was going to be the impetus like oh well now he's going to double down he's actually going to become a really good teacher and he's going to make his purpose, right. like passing yeah. on that love of jazz to all these kids but it's not like he doesn't nope. it doesn't seem like he's even nope. going to be a teacher at all anymore he's just going to continue gigging with the lady who he like got into the quartet with,
3: with yeah him he was best. like
1: he, he said fuck these kids he was like i don't want to do this <laughs> yeah them. no
0: he literally says like he literally says forget class like when he's like on the phone like right after he get, like gets the news that he gets the gig he's like on the phone with someone and you can tell they're like oh like but what about your students and he's like well forget class i'm in like dorothea, dorothea williams class like and it's like wow like he, yeah he really just said like fuck those kids <laughs> like oh, i'm going oh my- to like do this and i'm like uh, yeah, again, like you're saying, Colin, this could have taken something and been like, oh, yeah, like, his love for jazz is something that, like, now he can actually, like, but they could have, like, gone away where they said, okay, well, instead of him, like, playing, um, you know, re- like, playing for himself or, like, you know, his own personal desire to, like, play jazz, he can, like, now instill that love of jazz, like, by becoming a great teacher, by, like, you know, um, who was it? Curly, like his his student, where like there are all all of these little moments where they kind of hint at that like, that's where this movie could go because Curly's like I was I would have not even stayed in school at all had you not been my teacher like yeah. and it's the same thing with Connie like it's like she's like doesn't care about like really anything else she's about to give up until uh you know I mean twenty two as Joe like just kind of like is there to like be there for her moment. And we don't really get that going anywhere
1: <laughs> it, it yeah. like you two minutes after the movie ended I was like oh is he gonna go to Connie and be like quit never touch that instrument again because <laughs> there's more to like because I was like is that what he's getting yeah because they threw they the, the teaching thing seemed like a throwaway um throughout the like I just it felt like after After that, Connie scene, we didn't need, like, there there was no point in him being a teacher anymore, and um, I just There wasn't a
4: point of him being a teacher to begin with, right? I mean, to begin with, yeah. Right? Other than
3: it
1: it gives, like, Felicia Rashad, like,
2: something to be, like, proud of him for, or, like, it gives, like, a sticking point between him and Felicia Rashad so that uh, he can go to his mom and be like, yeah, well, I got, like, a stable job. I'm a teacher now.
0: Right. And, oh, my God, that was one of the moments that I really did enjoy, too, was, like, and why I feel like it was, again, such a loss to not have this character's voice be his own through so much of this movie. Because one of the most, like, evocative scenes is when we actually get him, like, when it's like the... It's the cat talking to 22 in his body, Mm -hmm. but, like, the way that the movie does, it transitions to where it's just him talking, you know, it comes out of his own mouth when he's talking with his mom, and we get this moment where there's this breakthrough between them and their relationship, and, you know, he finally gets to, like, this core root of, um, you know, like, his mother's fears about like him, it's where it's like more, it's not that she doesn't want him to like be successful, it's that she's afraid that he won't be successful because, um, you know, while his father, you know, was like devoted to like the craft, he also was just not as successful. He was only able to do what he do- did and live his passion because Uh, You know, his mother was running the shop and was able to support financially uh, while his father pursued his dream. And he does, and she's just worried that like, if I, if I'm gone and like, you don't have that, that you're, you know, that you're not going to be able to, like, be able to support yourself like on just this thing, like she asked, like, you know, like, well, what about like pension? What about healthcare? Like, what about, like, what about all of these things? that are like basic needs that, um, you know, that that are just necessities. And he's like, "Well, music is like what I live and breathe." And so they kind of they really had this understanding, and that moment was so powerful because we just got to see him saying it in his
4: voice. In and his voice. Yeah. Yes. I just.
0: Yeah. I'm just like so sad that we uh, didn't get that throughout the whole movie.
4: I know, and that the idea uh, is that you know she that tina faye's character well, i don't remember the name 22 you just 22. said it there we <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. that 22 like is a walks a mile in joe's shoes in new york city and what they learned after walking a mile in a black man in new york's shoes is that lollipops are good like what <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that, that, like... <laughs> that
2: we like pizza is what like yeah
4: like what and that like uh, there's, there, I can't because again I kind of half watched it the second time because I was still irritated. But this idea that like it's this black man helping a white lady find herself, right? That that's there's that real thrust of that narrative it's, going on. It's
1: literally there. it's literally driving Miss Stacey in the yes. car with his body. <laughs> <Yes>.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. it's it's an it's yes. the next level of driving Miss because like. <laughs> at this point, Oh my god! Like it's literally. <laughs> oh said, god!
0: Oh. They said they said it how is, can
2: we do this in 2020? And it, it and ethereal driving this Daisy. Ethereal <laughs> driving Daisy.
4: Yeah. Oh <laughs> <So>. no! <laughs> Lance, you just it, yes, that is why I dislike this movie. Thank Which you.
1: They tricked us. They were like, we want these people to watch Drive. How do we get new people to watch How Drive do we get new safety? people? We're gonna wrap it up like, in jazz and about jazz.
4: culture. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, No, <sighs> but also with what you just said, Craig. Um, sorry, I am just trying to organize my thought here from that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, the whole, yeah, that scene where he's talking to his mother, and he's finally saying what he wants. Do you feel that the ending underscored all of that? Because like then he, he's like, "I eat and breathe jazz. This is what I'm." Doing. He like makes a statement that you're just like, "Okay, I see why he wants. He like doesn't want to take this teaching job. I can understand." Two minutes later, he's like, "Oh, eh, maybe jazz isn't everything. Maybe I don't eat and breathe. Like I'm not having yeah. fun with this the way I want, thought I right. would, or something like that." I'm like, "So you were wrong the entire time? Then what was the point of me watching?"
0: well, i
1: to see you understand that, like you the thing that you thought you needed to do, you didn't want to do, cool. So what? So what now? Like
2: and and it, it's so so many of the stakes of the whole second act is just like him getting to that gig, like just <laughs> him getting to perform with like this woman. And then so all of that gets undercut by the end, also, where it's just like, oh, well, maybe yeah. jazz isn't everything. And like the whole movie has been about him becoming a like a successful jazz musician.
0: Exactly. Um, and, and, and I get like the, cause, you know, we get that moment with Dorothea Williams where, uh, you know, she tells like this the fish story where it's like, you know, a young fish goes up to an old fish and, you know, says that they're looking for the ocean. Uh, and then the old fish, uh, you know, turns around and says, Oh, this is the ocean. And then the young fish says, no, this is water. I want the ocean. And it's like, okay. Yes, there there's this thing of like, you know, getting what you want and it not being what you expected or you, you know, that whole kind of like,
1: we're gonna you had it in song, you all along you go or like, you know, it,
0: it was like, you know, it was there all along. And again, this is why I feel like the ending just doesn't really land because music is still like what he loves to do. And for the movie to kind of be like, well... <laughs> you don't need music like like it was just so weird to me it just it, it didn't make make sense to me i i wanted it to like i really wanted to love this movie out and out and i just i couldn't find myself doing it
4: yeah i i wanted to love it if i look at the cast right because i had no idea who was in it going in but i would like listen i'm like oh my gosh it's graham norton i was talking about graham norton last last episode right <laughs> little shop Wars, or you know richard aiwade like th- I love all these people. These are amazing people and why is this movie so flat? And I think part of it is the end. I think you're all right on that. But I do I think the body swap comedy, right, just really undermines what this could have been very powerful, right? And yet again is kind of it's kind of proclaiming that it's about something and then it is totally not about that thing. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> I did. I did enjoy. <laughs> I, here's other here's something nice I can say about the movie. So uh, John Baptiste did the uh, music. I don't know if you can see my Christmas album yep, of yep, his that one. I got this year. <laughs> I got like
3: crazy.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, but it, I, I'm pretty sure that the animators modeled his hands for the because it, I you know for the piano playing mm. and it's just so lovely because I love watching him play anyway to be able to see an animated version of it. That was really kind of like nerdy and delightful,
0: yeah, I think that the like these moments where he is like playing uh were again like beautiful they were they're just like the the music in this movie is like one hundred percent like undeniably just like phenomenal,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and <laughs> I want more of that music, want more of it to be about the music um yes. and and like the like, yeah, the whole thing of like uh you know, this not white woman, white woman like hijacking his body because like she wants to like figure out what her purpose in life is. Like <laughs> that that was just like oh that was that was a weird, like really kind of get out-ish type <laughs> moment of like <laughs> <laughs> I this is like, the sequel did... to Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> I, at that point, I
4: it's like, like Get Inside Out. Like, <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> <don't
3: know. laughs> no, that was good. game. No, should no, put that on no, no, Game <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh my God. Just be
2: a picture of like the poster of this movie and just said Get Inside it's- Out. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah, but like, no, like, I would actually put the characters in the Get Out poster. Like, put them in the <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it would fit. Uh, no, this movie, I thought the, like, except for, like, the Tina Fey of it all, um, I think the movie was, <laughs> the voice acting was really good. And, like, if anything I'll give the movie is that it does show how far Pixar has come from, like, Toy Story 1 to, like, what they – the capabilities of what they are able to do. Which also, like, it's crazy that you – when you think about the fact that, like, is this the first Pixar movie with, like, a black lead? Not not Disney movie, Disney – just Pixar Disney movie, where I'm just, like, interesting. Yeah. I think
2: it is.
0: I can't think of. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, even but like even a black lead for like voice casting wise If you take out even like the like a black like character lead, just a black voice lead. Like I think this talking the,
4: animals talking that animals. That have... <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: I think this is the first. one. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And this is let's just uh, yeah. It's it's. It, that that stuck out to me too, where I was like, "This shouldn't in twenty twenty one, let's say, because it's like the end of twenty twenty. Like that's when you're doing this Pixar, yeah."
0: And I mean, it's yeah. still like, and the whole thing was like, it was still really giving me like <laughs> magical Negro vibes. Yes, like I was getting so much of that from this movie. Like I,
3: <laughs> this
0: is like this reminds me of like of of how I felt oh, like about. um like Lovecraft Country too. Like I just like, like I just like I <laughs> like I really, lo- like, oh I really no. love like I want like I want us to have like you know great black media, and I love that this movie is not just like solely centered on like black trauma, but like the ways that it like just kind of like glosses over like blackness. It just felt like it just felt so. Uh, yeah 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 it felt yeah it felt thin it felt like whitewashed in a lot of ways uh it it just felt like so like disappointing (laughs) i I wanted it to be better
1: it was inconsistent it was it was uh, it was not weak but um lazy it felt lazy lazy
2: is is a very
1: good description
4: that is the word i used all last night watching it i Mm -hmm. was like this is such lazy storytelling this is lazy Lazy. it's lazy cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. because they don't do anything with it right like they They
3: don't they
4: don't
1: it's it's a bunch of people who are like oh people are gonna see black people they're gonna see jazz and they're gonna they're gonna buy a ticket to go see this movie i mean when they thought or it Disney Plus a subscription. subscription or you know? just watch <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. You no, know, I was thinking like 2019. What they were thinking? They were like, "Oh yeah, people are gonna buy tickets. They're gonna be lining up the theaters. or be packed." And if anything, if anything like if like if there's anything good coming from like, because two movies came out that day. Two movies came out.
4: What was the other one?
1: Oh, um, I'll give you a hint not the wakanda forever no it's,
0: wonder yeah. woman 84. oh, came out
4: 84. Day. oh, <laughs> that's, oh that's stinker yeah uh, came out that day.
2: as long as we're talking about movies um, that were disappointing
3: yeah <laughs> right <84. laughs>
0: Yeah, this definitely wasn't anywhere near that
1: level. No,
3: like yeah, no. of train wreck. <laughs> yeah.
1: have, Tina Fey would have had to say the N-word for me to be like, okay, it's close. <laughs> 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 oh
0: my god.
1: <laughs> oh, um but yeah, two movies came out that day and like if you think about it, they were those are supposed to be like the big blockbuster hits probably. Um Wonder Woman's probably gonna come out er- Well Soul was gonna come out earlier too, right? So it was like, I think, a summer release? I don't originally? remember at all. Like I think originally <laughs> I, it was. I don't
2: know, but I, I did look, it did come out on
1: Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, it did come out on Christmas Day. But I think like, when you think about, they, they thought, they were like, this was supposed to be, they were probably thinking that if we have Black people, me up jazz, a bunch of, we get a Black audience for it. And well, they have Felicia, like casting-wise too, Jamie Foxx, Felicia Rashad. Um, like, those are two like huge names in black culture like they're going to get a lot of people from that and like is it a coincidence they got Jamie Foxx who was like one of his biggest roles is playing Ray Charles Yes. Um, yes. Right. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like it's like it's they did that instead of doing the research yeah. they like we doing yeah. those it's things so lazy. Well,
0: and that's the thing too is like yeah. I feel like because looking at the credits I didn't like I saw um, i mean first of all like the guy uh, the the main director guy i forget his first name but like his last name is like doctor he's like
4: yeah,
0: uh a pixar like staple like everyone there is like uh you know just like pixar you know like in the pixar company like almost all of them are white except for like um you know they have like the co-director um let me see i need to find this cause... co-director
2: is kemp
1: powers
0: thank you thank you um and, and
1: he's the guy that wrote the play one night in miami that mm-hmm. regina king uh, mm-hmm. um directed the film adaptation for that's coming out next week
4: so, oh, okay. like, so we should have so... watched that
1: <laughs> so, yeah no i mean i i watched it it's a great movie Fan- a... should have watched it it's a fantastic movie which is me plugging a better movie.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, and that's like the thing of like, uh, like you're saying, like they they're like have all of these like front facing like, you know, black people in terms of like the the images on the screen, the voices in the cast, but like behind the camera, like once again, or, you know, I guess the animation rig, you know, whatever, but, uh, you know, once again, it's like we see that like, it's a lot of white people who are still like writing the stories for, like, these, like, mm-hmm. Black actors, like, we, and that comes through, that still, that like, that still comes through, regardless of, of like, how many Black people are, like, actually, like, you know, on screen, and, like, we see this, like, so many times, and you would think that there would be, like, some lessons learned at this point, but well, here we are Cocoa again. Well, you remember the
1: Coco of it all, right? The whole Coco, um, Day of the Dead fiasco with Disney Pixar? Yeah. Do do you... You guys
4: know about it?
1: No. Um, they,
0: they try to, like, copyright or, like, trademark to, like, Dia, to, Dia de los Muertos. Copyright
1: the Dia de los Muertos. And, like, people were like, excuse me? Like, right. uh, like this, is, <laughs> this is, like, this thing me? that's been a
2: part of all, our culture for yeah.
1: centuries? It's, yeah. It was <laughs> it just, like, and they got, I think they got sued by oh, I forgot who sued them. But they got sued, and they had to, like, Basically rewrite the entire film, um, the concept from like just basic concept, story concept to like what it became, and they had to hire a bunch of people um, to help like in the cultural department, and apparently mm-hmm. it was supposed to start a huge cultural like uh, a cultural change at Pixar to start having more awareness in the films. But after watching this, I was like, mm, like, where is that department now? It's still a thing. Yeah. I just
0: uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't really have any other notes like on this movie. Like, I would just I really wanted to.
1: Um, you guys want to hear feel better conspiracy- about it? Oh. <laughs> you guys want to hear a fun conspiracy theory I have about this movie that I just thought of? Because why not? Why I need something <laughs> to like escape the <laughs> to escape the horrors of every day. Oh, um, sure. So this movie and I've talked about it on this podcast before, I think it has to do something with the whole conspiracy that Walt Disney is still alive. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> He's, my God. A sign He's a brain of a in a jar
1: somewhere. Uh, I just want to He's put out a
0: disclaimer a here. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of Lance Morgan do not reflect okay. upon. I want you to watch this <laughs> just, as a podcast uh, overall. Say, uh, um, so, I'm yeah, just saying, I just want to put that you disclaimer can, out there. <laughs>
1: There's no way to disprove me. I'm just saying that there's no way I'm disproving <laughs> There's no way that I could be disproved. Um no, I mean I just think that there are signs. Um, oh my god. Oh my gosh. Girl. <laughs> Listen, it's been a tough quarantine.
0: Um, <laughs> um well yeah, does anyone else have any other notes about the movie?
2: I have two quick things. One was uh, that this was a weird, dumbass joke that they put in, but like a cameo by Pizza Rat. So oh, like yeah. The cat, <laughs> the cat is dragging the piece of pizza. Like, there's a rat which is dragging a piece of pizza the other way, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. They're doing Pizza Rat. But I wanted to talk about how he dies in a quick note on manhole safety. Because, uh,. i'm I'm somebody who actually does open manholes all the time as a part of my job that's what he said (laughs) (laughs) somebody better have gotten fired because you don't ever you don't ever ever leave an open manhole unattended like somebody has to be up, up watching that thing Either somebody is going to fall in it or die, or like a car is going to come by and like wreck their entire front end by driving into an open manhole you, you don't ever leave an open manhole without somebody watching it that's
0: well yeah, that basically. whole scene was ridiculous, yeah. like like him like walking under the bricks and they just like fell, and then there's like a bunch of like banana peels that had like fallen over and somehow. Uh, it wasn't like whole bananas. It was like the peels were just everywhere in front of like the like the uh the bodega. And then it was like, oh yeah, just a bunch of nails over the sidewalk right next to all the banana peels. And so it was just like final destination. Like it, also, it was just like was, was someone was to out to like, get Joe.
1: Was I supposed to be like, that's hilarious
3: that he's said? Like,
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt that about the died. um the other <laughs> so, scene too with um Like after the barbershop, um, the, I forget the guy's name, but he's like the one who was like, you know, talking all the shit. Um, And then we're supposed to like dislike him. uh, And then he like goes through and uh, Terry, um, the, you know, like the, you know, the authority figure, the counter guy, uh, the counter spirit thing is, uh, you know, drops him into like the, the nether space or whatever, uh, like, completely, like, traumatizing him, like, and I was just, like, am I supposed to be laughing at this, like, I I just, like, I know we're, like, apparently we're supposed to, like, dislike this guy, but, like, not only did he just, like, like, get, like, (laughs) like, called out on, like, you know, like, yes, he was, like, you know, talking smack or whatever, but then, like, he, like, has this, like, whole, like, little existential crisis, and then after that, like, he is, like, pulled into, like ostensibly like the underworld like where his soul is removed from his body by this like negligent uh you know again like not a british person per se but like <laughs> someone voiced by a british person and <laughs> just like am i supposed to think this is funny because that just seems like really really terrifying and
3: traumatic. traumatizing yeah yeah right if
4: you like we'll go- they
1: remembered at the Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no,
4: go, 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 go. I I, just, was, I was, was gonna, gonna take gonna it
1: say, back. I was just gonna say, I feel like at that point they were like forgetting it was a kid's movie and they're like, okay, how do we stupid <laughs> it up for the, like, how do we just make it cheap laughs? Like get some cheap laughs for these children.
4: And, and then like, like, if uh, you think about the history of animation, like that zany wackiness, like Tex Avery did that so well. They're like stealing from the wrong people. You know what I mean? So for those of you who can see, I, when you were talking about falling in the manhole, so this is a film. Entitled *The Hole*, um, which is by my uh, animation mentors. It won an Oscar by George, uh, by um, John and Faith Hubley. It stars Dizzy Gillespie, um, and he completely improvised. Um, imp- imp- why can't I say this word? Did all improvised. There we go. Thank you. I'm like trying to conjugate it wrong. <laughs> he in- is entirely improvised between himself and George Matthews. It's a fantastic, phenomenal. It just got released on Criterion a few months ago, so I would highly recommend this film. Uh, continuing the jazz and animation theme that this movie steals from left and right um, is also from the Hubleys, another film called The Hat, which also stars Steve Gillespie. It's a really great film. How about Tender Game, which is where the Hubleys invited Ella Fitzgerald into their animation studios, and she recorded a unique version of her classic song Tenderly um, for their animated film. Uh, how about the whole series they did with Benny Carter, uh, a long ongoing uh, collaboration between animators and jazz musicians, right? So when I'm watching this movie, it was infuriating to see how like so much of the kind of design aesthetics that are coming from the Hubley movies. Sorry, I'm doing a quick little slideshow here in my background, <laughs> right? Like the color choice, to- like all of it, right? And right. Then, this comes from a style of animation that the Hugleys created. Oh yeah, and, like totally. Right? Oh wow. That's right. Sick. Like, That's look sick. at this. So That's right? totally yes. like yeah.
0: Look like the the <laughs> yeah. like the arbiters and like the yes the counters.
4: Yeah. 100%. It is like what, piece by piece. This is from Harlem Wednesday, which is another film of theirs that I highly recommend, which is really fantastic. Um, here's Faith's work. Here are the little blobby dudes. They're oh, in like yeah. Color right.
1: Someone stole someone's that movie. Ooh, this is a. Yeah. A vanilla this is, situation. Th- yes, <laughs> it
4: is. This is the hat. This is a uh, us Be here on the left, and Dudley Moore on the right. Um, this is a nut. This is from. Uh, this is from Tender Game. This is from the El Fitzgerald one, right? Uh, so ooh. I'm watching this, and I'm like infuriated because it's lazy storytelling. It's lazy design. It's like I saw, you know, will they have like a mood board for a movie? It's like I've mm-hmm. seen every single movie on there, and in fact, they were my animation mentors. And to add to the dimension here. When John and Faith started their own first independent animation studio, Hubby Studio, um, in this in the country, uh, Walt was really pissed because John was really active in the um, Disney strike, the strike against Disney in '41. So he, Walt, Uncle Walt, fingered John and Faith as communists, and they had to appear before HUAC, the House on Un-American Activities Committee. In fact, when Faith passed away when she died, I was packing up her studio, like physically packing it up, and found the telegram that was, um, that they had to come before HUAC because they had been labeled as communists. So the idea that they've taken the history of really thoughtful, amazing, Oscar-winning history of jazz and animation and shat all over it by Disney, it it, it, it just makes me very, it, I have feelings about it. <laughs> I just
1: wanna say, I- I just want to say, I think this goes with my theory that he's
3: still alive. That he's still alive. It's his revenge. It's his revenge. revenge. I repeat repeat, repeat the
0: opinions of Lance Morgan do not reflect upon (laughs) podcast called (laughs) I Want You to Watch This. Thank you. But
1: there are are things. Theories that are happening. Maybe,
4: yes. But it's also that if this movie is about the love of jazz, which we've talked about it is not about the love of jazz, they could have done better on that. If it's about the love of kind of playing with others and kind of getting in that mode and that zone and kind of improvisation, again, all of the dialogue for these films was improvised, right? They put people, they did it with their children. That's actually where John Lasseter got the idea for um, the little kid in Monsters, Inc.
3: Oh, like, oh, uh, that
4: is based from a yeah. they, uh, he admits it. he said to faith like I was on the phone <laughs> right the, of like, oh yeah. yeah, we have this new character inspired by Windy Day and Moonbird, which Moonbird won an Oscar. I can't remember if windy Day was up for an Oscar, but it's their children um kind of playing in the studio and they built a film around that, right kind of coming out of that end <sighs> mm-hmm. anyway, this just it it, it
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: no,
4: you guys, you, it's it's visually right. immediately obvious, no, no. right? Like where
1: this is vanilla ice to a
3: T. <laughs> 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 yeah,
4: down to I mean, I was I couldn't find it. these are just stills I pulled really quickly, but like there's so many aspects of all of the aspects of the design of this film that
1: like even color wise, yeah, like exactly. Seeing yeah. I'm like seeing yes. the color theory. Um, yeah. Of, uh, What's this yeah. movie? Soul. Soul. Yeah. Totally forgot the name. <laughs> totally forgot the name of this movie. Um, yeah. Wow. Like, yeah.
4: It's it's kind of it's like I found it like both. It made me angry. It also made me embarrassed for them. Like how lazy do you have to be, in Pixar? Like how like you have lost all. <laughs> <laughs> Disney has absorbed you into the collective. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: it's coming for us all. It's like, <laughs> it's, um,
0: um. Well, yeah. Uh Do we have any uh, stats? Call it uh, that. Uh... Um,
2: yeah, it's got an eight point two on IMDb. It has an eighty three Metacritic, a ninety six percent Rotten Tomatoes, and an eighty nine percent Audience Tomatoes. What?
1: Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. And Craig, you saw like my um tweets about it. Like, it's like <laughs> the people. People loved it. People thought people really like. I think I think it's because, and this is my theory. It might be wrong. it's not a conspiracy theory. Just the right. Don't say Walt. Don't, Don't, say, Walt. Don't say Walt. That Walt. <laughs> distance in <laughs> ourselves again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Walt's not involved with this one. I promise. Um, that this is maybe the deepest and most like complex story we've seen come out of quarantine in a while not like maybe not like the entirety of quarantine but like recently maybe in the past few months this has been it like if you think of like new wide releases like big pictures so i think people were just kind of like desperate for something and <laughs> right. just latched on to this because like especially a film about like enjoying all that life has to offer and like being out in the open and seeing what's great about being around other people and experiencing new things something that we physically right. cannot <laughs> should not be doing right now. I feel like people were just like, oh, that is and that's this is not me saying the film was like the film did it. it's great. I'm just saying that like they had those because they had those basic elements people kind of people kind of put their own baggage onto that. And that's why I think it carried it carried the film for that for them to do that. But like, I think if this came out in a regular year, in like uh we had like constant films coming out like that. Like I think the Green Knight was supposed to be coming out around the time this came out. Like um, I don't know, probably other films that were supposed to be coming out. But like it would have it would have been in competition with better films. But it just wasn't. And I think Wonder Woman really just push it over the edge there being like look at this bad film and now watch soul <laughs> it's not
3: <laughs> as bad as, Again, it's it's bad right. as <laughs> <laughs> Again, marginally
1: worse <laughs> like it would have um but yeah no like i think it's definitely the like, quarantine has to factor into like the stats there
4: I think you're totally right, Lance. I had not really thought of it that way, but I think you're right. That I could start hearing those stats going. On. I was like, did you write them down correctly? <laughs> like, I was like, did you transpose like, some numbers? <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> like
1: 96, like 0.96 out of, yeah, like, right.
4: Like, that's right. decimal point off. The decimal point. <laughs>
3: God, I understand. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah um, and I, that's the thing, too, is like, um, I feel like again more we more I, more black voices in film criticism as well like in yes. terms of like film critics um is definitely important yes. because I feel like there are a lot of things that um a lot of things that I found to be wrong with the movie that uh you know you know some like white film critic might not see that as being an issue Um, Despite it having been, you know, very, very clearly and repeatedly stated um, time and time again, (laughs) there's just like some things that just like never seem to click. And so, um, yeah, I I think that a a larger range because I, I think that for, you know, myself and for a lot of the other black people that I do that I have seen, um, who's uh opinions I you know I you know I trust in terms of like their ability to yeah uh, people other than Lance and (laughs) his Walt Disney
3: conspiracies
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh but like uh like people who (laughs) I you know who I know are able to like view you know film and media through like the lens of like constructive criticism um you know, they have a lot of mixed feelings about it, too, like for a lot of the reasons that we've talked about here. And so it's not just like coming out of thin air. This is not just like something that's just like, you know, I'm not trying to just like be like nitpicky about a movie. Like it's like there there are a lot of like there are some big things in this movie that like the movie either doesn't address or handles poorly. And yes. I would uh and like I don't fault anyone for enjoying the movie because. At like a really surface level, it's a fairly enjoyable movie um, because it's like very clearly like manufactured to, again, like hit those key points of like what an emotionally evocative movie looks like. Like Pixar knows how to do that. And so it hits those notes and it hits uh, the... you know go like musical again, but <laughs> it hits those notes <laughs> like it hits those notes like right like you know it hits them on key uh and so um oh, nice. and, and so I understand 100%. like 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs>
3: so yeah, I understand
0: the 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 like feeling like you know emotional about this movie of like you know having um you know really strong emotional reactions to it and you know positive reactions to um you know a lot a lot of parts of this movie and i also understand like seeing the flaws of it and seeing that there are uh you know not an insignificant amount of flaws like they're 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 there and they're not well, I, <laughs> small I, yeah
1: i kind of have two points to make um off of that cuz i agree with you um i think the first thing is like we have to like i think we kind of have to like film lovers animation lovers Come to the fact that like Pixar is a white establishment. Oh yeah, in like its entirety, which is like something that like it's cemented now. Looking at their entire film, their entire roster of films and directors and, and creators and, and, and creators. lead
4: animators and exactly, you know, it's it's, it's it's
1: a it's a white establishment and it's showing in their films. And like to and like the second point is maybe this is like the start of the. Because Pixar, the thing that Pixar has always had is their story. They've been, like, they were the leaders in, like, making um, rich, uh, new, just emotionally investing stories. And you're just like, oh, but, like, is are they now losing that? Because I think of the last few Pixar films I saw, um, Toy Story 4, what was the troll one? Oh Onward? oh Onward. Oh I stopped
4: watching them years ago, right? This... Was that
0: DreamWorks or was that Pixar? I think I
1: don't
4: know, Onward.
1: I,
3: have no idea. I think Onward
0: was Pixar. Uh, hey. I can look. But like yeah, it. It, it like you said, like you said, it's formulaic at this point. Like and they they, 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 is... they they found a formula and they just kind of stuck to it. And it was novel when it first came out. It was something that it was uh it was something that wasn't really being done at the time. And so like yeah, they, they pushed forward the the medium of animation in that way, like into a place where like it wasn't just kids that could enjoy, you know, an animated movie and feel like understood by watching it. Uh and now it's kind of the point where they yeah, like you said, they they just kind of like copy and paste the formula, but like with different like skins on it.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in like a post Steven Universe, um, Kipo Shira world, you can't really do that anymore. Like, it's 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 they're they're becoming the antiquated formula for animation. Yeah. And I feel like they, but they're like the they're also an establishment. They can't. They're going to be well. They are Disney. It's like the yeah, they Disney, are Disney. They are Disney, but it's sad because like Pixar always felt like that like that part of Disney that always was just a little bit better. But I feel like now it's like it's not. And and
4: and that again, this coming out at this unique moment in time, right? That this was planned. I mean, think about their production schedules, like five six years ago right that even the content of it feels so completely out of touch in some ways with out of touch right and Mm -hmm. yeah it just it's yeah no i feel like the
1: next few years of their films are really gonna are really gonna just like be what's gonna their future like if they're gonna have a future
0: um i mean they're gonna have a future they're 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 Disney at this point. But I
1: mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, are they going to have I, like, are they going to have a uh, sustainable future? Is the way it, maybe the right word. Like, are they going to still be the leaders in? Well,
4: anime? I, well it means I, it, 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 I think there's kind of two questions here. One is like, are they going to continue to make money? Yes. yes right? exactly and exactly. Right, yeah. and then, but are they going to continue to be interesting creatively? Yeah, and innovative. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah and That innovative part, yeah, that's the are, part where, yeah. yeah,
0: I don't, I don't see that happening because um yeah once you kind of get absorbed into you know the belly of the beast um you just kind of become a part of that machine and so that's pretty much what's happened is um and that's what happens we see it time and time again with uh you know even things like you know Amazon and like all these things where um yeah it seems like a really good idea at the time to be like oh yeah like this is great like they'll have like bigger budgets and you know this and that but that also comes with like more restrictions and guidelines from um, you know higher up to you know fall under uh, you know standards and policies, you know all of those things that come with um, you know the 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 strings that are attached to that money
4: and and what what Black Panther proved is you can have this can be financially, profitable right that 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 kind of i that mindset of like well you you can only do it in a niche niche way or that it won't make money that's just wrong right and so the idea that you can have meaningful political discussion in pop culture it's just uh, it's
1: it's the black Panther, black panther coco like uh moana i remember that one being like very well done um it's like they they can do it they just don't want to do it and like i also will say Hey, Disney, if you want to give me a Star Wars series, which you're doing, I guess, I will rescind yes, everything I just said. I will, <laughs> I will rescind all Disney. Any
2: statements you've made about Walt Disney's Did head mean... still being around and making decisions?
3: No, just, we just we've, we race, made. I will ask no
1: questions. We Made you say that?
4: We made you I will, say that. I will,
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I will. I will come for all of you. All right. I will make my own podcast. All of this will be received, it's fine. I need the money. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Um, um, yeah, right,
3: right, right.
0: Yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah, do you have any recommendations? You know, things that we...
4: I do. Um, Can I go first? Can I go first, Greg? Please, please, please. please? (laughs) Please Can I go first? Can I (laughs) go (laughs) first? Okay. number one, the Hubbley Studio Collection is now available on Criterion, through Criterion. Go watch that instead of this movie. I'm sorry. Just watch those (laughs) jazz and animation films starring people of color in the 50s and 60s. yay okay so that's one um if you like movies about what happens after death uh defending your life uh from the 80s with albert brooks and meryl streep is really funny like it holds up um afterlife is a i think the japanese title is wonderful life um uh, 1998 by uh eda. Cory Ada, um, that that is a phenomenally dark and funny um, kind of take on what happens after, they're all in this like way station, it's really smart. The Good Place obviously is a show that's just wrapped up. Um, If you like uh, crawling between worlds, they keep having those portals and you crawl between them back when it's safe to go to places, I would highly recommend in Santa Fe and there's soon to be one here in Denver, the Meow Wolf um, Artist Collective, where you can crawl through things, yep, that would be something that's something you enjoy when we get to all <laughs> touch each other again. Um I would also recommend instead of watching this movie that maybe watch Zootopia um because that has a very different type of message in it, right? This is this Pixar like like self-actualize you know, like, you change, the world doesn't change message. Whereas in Zootopia, it's about police brutality in some ways, right? And it's about systemic problems and kind of the difference between you yourself have to change versus, nope, society has to change. And so I would, in the Talking Animals movies for kids that actually does this more politically thoughtfully, I would recommend Zootopia.
1: And Zootopia does also do a great job of, like, sorry, just to add on. Go, um, go, 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 go. Um, like, yeah. showing, like, how, like, you also are even though you might be a victim of it you also are an active part of society which means yes. that you have a lot of the faults society also does have which i was which surprised me as a person who watched utopia it was very like oh this is gonna be a is that that furry uh tiger movie <laughs> uh, and then it, i was like it is but like it's also more it's
4: yes there is more to it yeah, I mean, I can keep going if you want to look at contemporary black painting. Mark Bradford is very uh, kind of painting today that will and Pixar will end up stealing from 50 years from now as they do. <laughs> um tongues right. untied. It's already in the books. Like
1: it's already they already, there. Have, it, uh, they already they have it. They already have it on the schedule. They're stealing that then. Okay.
2: Well. Um, I would
4: say tongues untied is a. I've mentioned this one before by Marlon Riggs. It's kind of a poetic documentary. Whoa, oh, which is really phenomenal, um, black and queer in the late 80s. Yeah, really, okay, there are lots of other options, I guess, as what i <laughs> than watching this movie.
0: <laughs> right on, thank you, Tara.
4: Yes, thank you for letting me go first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any recommendations, Colin? Uh, yeah, I actually uh, just recently very much enjoyed watching Death to 2021 on Netflix. Yeah. It, it's... It, like it, it's very cathartic. Like I, I belly laughed like a bunch of times <laughs> watching yep. this because it, it's dark and it's like hilarious and it's like everything we really need, um, to. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. How do
1: I fall? Uh, Lance, that? do you have any I, Craig? No. Uh, Not after I said, how do I follow that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, no. It's fine. Uh, what if, All right. Here's another. What if I like posted another picture, just another baby? Not mine. Just another <laughs> it's baby. <crazy>. Another baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a like,
2: random baby. <laughs> so I have All three, right.
1: Three. I have three things, if I can. Um, first, another kind of animated. Another animated movie that I think is like a better version of. This is uh, spirited away. If you yes. haven't seen it, where yes. wow, <laughs> <laughs> like, has someone shut your eyes closed? I feel like I see it every other day, just like pop up somewhere. Um, no, spirited away, like, I feel it's another, it's a great movie about someone journeying to the spirit world and having to like d- uh, deal with their own like issues through this, yep. but like, in a better, in a much better way than this yes. movie does. Um, Second, if you haven't read it, if you're a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, um, there's a uh, Avatar Kiyoshi book series hmm. that is fantastic. I read, there's two books in it. They're great. They really, like, do a great job of bringing you back to that world. And, like, a new, and, like, it takes place, I think, so it's two Avatar cycles before Aang's. So it's very, like, it's still in that world. A lot of the a lot of there's they do a great job of like bringing in characters you kind of know in ways that you don't really think about it's very like it does a good job of um incorporating the mythology too and kind of building off of it um my favorite thing is like she i think she has a better origin story in these than ang does actually which is a big sell but i stand by it and then my last one is a book I am in the middle of right now. It's called The House in the Cerulean Sea. It feels like it's like a queer fantasy novel about this man who um, has to take care of these children who have these magical powers, who live in an orphanage. And it feels like a series of unfortunate events, but like adult. It's an adult fiction novel. So check that one out if you guys want to read a good book. But that's all my rips. All right, nice uh i will recommend <laughs> let's see um
0: so there's this company called limited run games um and what they do is they they make physical copies of games to kind of like preserve them as like physical things in the world uh so they're not just like digital uh and so their next one that they're uh, doing that they're rolling out is um scott pilgrim versus the world the game um which i played uh back on my playstation i thought lance would like that (laughs) um and (laughs) uh and i really like i really like this like to kind of give a little a spiel um which again this is like not an ad but (laughs) it's really cool like the way that they're running this because uh especially after we've seen what's been happening with um you know like the playstation 5 and the xbox series one rollouts um uh they're actually doing like a six week pre-order and so like they're doing that starting on january 15th uh which i will definitely be engaging in uh because i just got a switch and so i really want to get this game on switch um and so like it's like all like they're taking or pre-orders over six weeks, so it's like no like forced like shortage of supply. They're actually like, taking the time to be able to produce all of the you know orders that they're going to be making. Like they're getting. So I'm like, this is how you you know <laughs> do this if you're going right. to do it. Sony, <laughs> Microsoft, like
1: so was this it, whole thing of is like. It, <laughs> is it physical copies, um, like made for new consoles? Physical yes. copies of old games for new Yeah, characters. so yeah, oh. they're
0: they're they're making they're doing a PS4 and um and a Nintendo Switch for, like physical copies of Scott Pilgrim vs. the world. So like they work with like the you know, the publishing companies mm-hmm. to or or the developers to like be able to do it like, you know, it's all like, you know, above board and all that good stuff. Um so like they like, you know, have the rights to make this physical copy of the game. Um and so like this is like the first time like Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is going to be like available as like a physical copy, uh, which is really dope. So they have like you know like a regular edition, collector's edition. They have like big boxes, like like huge like collector's editions with like pins and you know all this really cool stuff. Um, so
1: yeah, I would say check out them. Um, they're yeah. So from- what's what's stopping like the comp- game companies from like doing it this way or like them doing it through the game companies well right? for
0: well for a lot of them it's like it's because like you know the, a lot of the games that they do this for are indie games so mm-hmm. like a lot of the indie game companies like they don't have like the resources to be able to like produce like physical copies of games um and so like most of the time you're just getting it on steam uh because that's just like an easy way to do it but um yeah every once in a while like they'll they'll do this for um either a game that's like really big that's really popular or like kind of like a cult classic um which is like the case for the scott pilgrim game and so um yeah it's a really i think it's a really really dope way of like preserving this thing because um yeah i think i have like scott pilgrim on my ps3 downloaded and i don't have my ps3 anymore so (laughs) (laughs)
3: like
0: i don't have that game anymore but like (laughs) it's pretty cool to be able to do that so um Yeah, uh, that's let's see some animated stuff. I think you mentioned Kipo and uh, the Age of the Wonder Beasts. Um, that is a, a wonderful show that like has a lot of like black characters like at the forefront um, in a way that is like really well done. It's got like, you know, a character who's gay, who actually just says, hey, I'm gay. And it's like, oh, that's like the first time I think I've ever seen that in a, uh in an animated show like i've seen like characters who like they'll like show them on screen or like show them in like you Mm. know like scenes with like their like you know same-sex partner but like that's the first time i think i've ever actually just heard a character like say i am gay yeah (laughs) uh and so like that was really cool like uh and so i would recommend keep on the age of the wonder beast um i know that uh yeah, I wish I, it's just I should just like have like Hermes, uh, Twitter up because uh, <laughs> they're always just like like kind of like introducing me to the most like amazing animated shows because uh, that's their jam. Um, so yeah, I think that animation overall like has such great potential, um, and I think that like as, particularly here in America, I would love for us to recognize it more as something that's like beyond just for being kids because. That would I feel like alleviate a lot of the problems that we see in a movie like Soul where it i I think it kind of wants to go deeper in a lot of these areas, but it doesn't feel like it can because it's like trying to like have these like two broad moments in order to like kind of like be more kidsy as opposed to just saying like we can make something that's mature and not necessarily inappropriate for children but still like complex enough to where like maybe like older kids would be able to, you know, you know, maybe it's a movie for older kids and we can like you can still have kids movies (laughs) and make uh, animated things for adults too um, the, and
4: like the Japanese model is a great one right exactly stuff from preschool to being elderly and all and you know um works that speak to all those age groups and yeah I, I yes I'm I Craig make that happen can you make that art <laughs> totally <laughs> I'm on it <laughs> uh-huh. but like
1: and also like they don't have to be like the Rick and Morty the archer <sighs> yeah yeah
4: yeah it yeah. yeah. yeah, doesn't snarky, have to be like yeah like crass. just like yeah. crass
3: yeah 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 and I the think most be, of those
4: shows don't need to be animated, right? They just don't. I, I, the one thing I always say to my to everyone is, I'm like, in animation, you don't have to obey gravity, right? Like, think of all the cool things you get to do in animation <laughs> that you don't get to do in the real world or other worlds. You know, like, mm. use it that way. That's always my, you know. Oh, look, another talking animal movie. Great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's the it's the reason that I think a lot of people flock to. Um, Cartoon Network, like, their kids' shows, but because they kind of do do a great job of saying, oh, we don't have to follow this model. We can, we also don't have to be, like, we are just for kids, but, like, kids are smarter than they seem. Kids are not idiots. Like, they (laughs) respect their kids. That they're like showing stuff to. It's like the and like yeah, give that to us. We deserve that too. Like, <laughs> stupid kids. We don't need them. Um, yeah, we
2: don't need kids. Is the we don't need kids. <laughs> but... well, the <laughs> person who's a new kid. dad on this. Call. Yeah, call it my is name again. We're all like, oh, okay, I guess yeah, one can yeah, stay. <laughs>
0: like, oh, I guess one can
1: stay. Wes is going to come to you one day and be like, Dad, I found this old podcast episode. He's
4: a kiss for trash. He's a kiss <laughs> for trash.
1: And, I, and I'm looking up the timeline. I, yeah, I was born. I was there. <laughs> I was
2: five months old when this wow. happened. What was going on? And you're
1: going to be like, oh, uh, I
0: have some things to tell you. Um... Well, all right. Uh, thank you all again. Thank you, Lance, for, you know, bringing thank us you, this, Lance. Uh, you Lance. know, and very complex. I just want to say, the time,
1: the, I did not get a town car this time again. And I'm just saying, I was promised
0: to be driven. Through- oh, I pro- yeah. Day. Next time, next time we'll fly you out to Zoom first class. Um, nah, there we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, go we'll, go get on, you, we'll get you up first class on the Zoom here. call. You know.
4: I, I love the idea that we fly you uh, back to Denver <laughs> to be to Zoom with <laughs> us.
2: <right? laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's We'll it, put that's you that's up what, in a nice hotel room with a good Wi-Fi right. signal
1: so you can Zoom. <laughs>
4: Yeah.
1: I that's <laughs> all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank
4: you for joining us. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, I, well, yeah, I love you guys. I love this of, podcast. Love
4: you, to
2: all of
0: our friends and listeners, you can find us online. We are on Twitter and Instagram at IWITWT. We are on uh let's see, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash IWITWT. Um yay, yeah, we have not been banned from any of those <laughs> platforms.
3: <laughs> oh, wow, that's something that. I
0: that's something I can say that the president fucking can't. So <laughs>
3: you're not so
0: are not going dangerous to continue the podcast. Uh, uh let's see. Our website is iwitwt.com. Um and you can find us now on Twitch, uh streaming uh generally on Sundays. Uh, we're gonna probably try and do it like during brunchish hours, um, but you know, Lance, you know, has I guess like things to do and like places to be like and a job, uh, like a job, yeah, you like, know, like a work, <laughs> a life to live. So <laughs> we're running a little later today. Uh, so, um, but yeah, we will be posting our times when we go live um, on our Twitter page mostly. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and thank you again. You can find me individually online. I am at catharticus. Colin, where are you at?
2: I am at Colin Munch.
1: Lance, you got something going on? Where are you? I truly, I truly forgot my Twitter username right now. So find me on Craig's. Oh You'll <laughs> <laughs> pop, <laughs> pop up on there somewhere. You'll see. Um, right on.
0: Um, well, thank you all once again for listening, and goodbye.